Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. What is up? Field Street Forum Radio is on the air. It is Wednesday, September the 6th. It's actually 9 p.m. We're running a little late tonight. Some stuff going on, just needed to delay it a little bit, but that's all right. We are live. You'll get to listen to it either now by tuning in, or you can check out the replay when we post it on FieldStreetForum.com. Man, it was lovely to be in the Classic City this past weekend. Anytime is a great time to be there, but perfect weather, a great game. Great job by the by the team, the coaches, everybody. The only drawback was Eason getting injured. But we were able to see guys step up to the plate and next man up and took care of business. Now it's on to South Bend and face Notre Dame. Um, you know, we got to talk. Obviously, we got to talk about the game, the Appalachian State game, how the team played, maybe – Biggest surprises from the game, any or any surprises from the game. Uh, biggest takeaways, biggest drawbacks from the game. Um, of course, we'll talk about Notre Dame, what we're expecting to see, what could be, uh, you know, what what could be the the turnaround, what could be the keys to the game for Georgia. Um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun either way. Just got to. I'm totally nervous about the game. I'm not sure what to expect, you know, it's one of those games where, you know, you really hope that they can go up there, take care of business, make a statement. But you know what, Georgia's been there before, and a lot of times it's, you know, I think Georgia fans have kind of become a little browbeaten by these kind of games, you know, these big moment games, statement games like this, potential statement games. You know, can they take that next step to show that they are a program that it is on the rise and, and on the brink of having arrived. Um, the job obviously got a lot tougher going up to South Bend with a true freshman quarterback making his first start. I mean, <laughs> he's going to – he needs to know, and Kirby said it perfectly today with the, you know, the whole it's not Jake Fromm going up there to to win the game. It's – He's going to have 10 other guys there with him, and he's going to have the rest of the, you know, team there supporting him and taking, helping him take care of business. He doesn't have to do it all by himself. That has to be abundantly made clear to, to Jake Fromm that he doesn't have to do everything himself. Um, now, he doesn't need to play scared, but he also doesn't need to go in there and try to make, you know, unprecedented plays. Just make the plays that are there, make the plays that are available to you. Um, you know, so it's, it's, I, I'm excited, but it, again, I'm nervous. I just, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, but I'm also a little, you know, can think of certain things can go wrong. Can we, you know, move that, 
big defensive line or move that big offensive line that they have? You know, can the defense create havoc in the backfield? Can they contain Wimbush, you know, on scrambles? That seems to be something that really hurt us uh, the most in the Appalachian State game uh, was quarterback runs. <clears throat> I will say, you know, it's it's just going to be a fun game, man. I'm, I'm, uh, it's exciting because it is. I'm excited about the game because of you know who it is, the history of going up to South Bend for the dogs and playing there. But it's also nerve wracking because it's you know it's the dogs. You want them to just do the very best that they can and come away with a big win, hopefully. Um, but we'll we'll get into all that. Um, by the way, I'm your host, the real Dre. I don't think I said all that, but everybody hopefully knows that by now. But if you're a first time listener, early listener to the show, uh, it's Field Street Form Radio. Basically brought to you by FieldStreetForum.com. Uh, check it out at FieldStreetForum.com. Go to the has tons of recruiting. If it's Georgia recruiting, Georgia sports, Georgia football, especially um, that's that's the place to go, man. I'm telling you, a bunch of great folks on the board. Uh, hit the Classic City Cavern to, uh, for the current date and hit that drop down on the top of the board. Get all the latest information in the in the chat there. Uh, all the front page stories have tons of recruiting, um, updates on players, coaches, uh, interviews, things like that. It's all right there at Field Street Forum, FieldSTForum.com, as well as on Facebook and Twitter. Hit us up on there as well. And I, again, I'm at The Real Dre on all social media. Jason Harry Dog will be joining us. He is the overall Field Street Forum guru and purveyor of the of the site takes care of all your all your articles and everything takes care of all the the dude that makes the makes the show go there on field street forum um also uh, i guess another thing i really want to talk about too is kind of what did what was everybody's biggest takeaway not just from the georgia game but just the opening weekend of college football in general you know what what really surprised you, uh, good or bad? Um, you know, it was a really a, a fun opening weekend. Um, tons of great games, uh, huge stories come out of it. With you know things like the Francois injury, uh, it just really hurts Florida State's chances, in my opinion. They'll, they'll still be very good, but I think they made again. They're going to have a like. I'll have to look it up. I don't know if is Blackman a true freshman or if he's a redshirt freshman, but a guy making his first start, it's going to be tough for uh, Florida State to really stay at that elite level. They have an elite defense, but I don't know if having a guy that, you know, is not a normal starter anymore, if they're able to, to make the really a huge push for uh, college football playoff anymore. You know, it's going to be something to really keep an eye on. Um, you know, is, it, did, is there any way that, you know, if Kevin Sumlin can save his job? You know, can Texas A&M rally behind after such a devastating, <laughs> devastating loss like they had out in UCLA? Um, you know, there's just so many stories to, to get into and, and talk about. But it's, like I said, especially... You know, you always want to 
we always talk Georgia first, obviously, but uh, it's just so many different stories that, that we can really go after. What was the biggest surprises and, and good or bad from this game? The Tennessee-Georgia Tech game, tons to go on from there, good Lord. Um, the freaking <laughs> – leave it to Tennessee – to establish a trash can as their symbol of excellence. Uh, that was just very odd. In all of Butch Jones' oddness, that that probably is, is the, the, the capper right there. Having a garbage can symbolize what you want the, the team to, to really focus on and, and use that as your rallying cry. Butch is a weird dude, man. Ain't no lying about it. Then you know the the pregame speech of him yelling and ha- forcing his players to say, "I have your back." <laughs> I mean, I get the sentiment, man. You gotta have your your brother's back in on the team, but it really did it not come across more of as a fake fake juice they used to call it. You know, like having you know a lot of the the Georgia fans used to get. Say fake juice Georgie would have for having black jerseys and having different kinds of music or having you know different things. It just totally came across very flat to me. But hey, the dude won the game, but um, it didn't necessarily convince me that Tennessee's in for a great year this year either. So I don't know. But speaking of great years. Jason Harry Dog got off to a great one this week, but Georgia got off to a great start over Appalachian State. What's up there, Jason? Man, were you talking about that fool with the stupid trash can? <laughs> Dude, I said it before. Leave it to Tennessee to equate a trash can or garbage can as their symbol of excellence. What kind of moron? They need <laughs> uh, they they need a PR director. Gee. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just talking about you know, what... brought a trash can to the sideline. <laughs> I mean, you had like Georgia coming out with the chain around the guy's neck, leading them out, and they had like the lacrosse thing, which I thought was kind of goofy. I didn't like that one, to be honest. You know, like Alabama's doing the belt, and and then you saw the little uh, the uh, the spikes on the shoulder pads. Looked like we had something like that. I don't even know what that was about, but. Yeah, you see... Everybody uh, had something. It was a trash can. A trash can. Honest to God, don't you get the feeling he was, like, looking around the locker room? But You can see Butch Jones before the game. He's looking around the locker room. He's like, yeah, this is... We're going to have this symbol of excellence, and every time you get a ball, you put it in the trash can, stuff in the trash can right here. That's what you got to do. The bad <laughs> thing is, and I think it was even Micah Abernathy, who's from Georgia, the yeah. fool went to go dunk the ball in the trash can and just missed totally. And missed. I'm like, come on, first you got a trash can. Now you're even missing what the whole thing was supposed to be. <laughs> and evidently, like, before the game, there was some kind of crap about them chanting they have his back and he has their yeah. back or some crap. You have my back. Yeah, that's what I was saying, too. That sounded so forced and, you know, it wasn't some kind of rallying cry to me, but. I don't know, dude. I mean, dang, at yeah. least we freaking 
send every player out on the field to celebrate after we did that to Florida. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to force stuff, at least do it that way, not with a trash can. I mean, attack the day, finish the drill, I got your back. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. But I can see him just looking around. I see there's a towel over here. No, can't wipe the floor with him. Uh, let's see. Uh, they, they, they brought a trash can out because that's where that dude's career is going. <laughs> <laughs> we got a locker locker over here. Could uh, lock it up. No, no, no. Trash can. That's what it is. Trash can. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now. I'm I'm enough of a smart butt that if I was on the other team and I got a turnover, I would run to their sidelines and dunk the ball in the trash can. <laughs> oh god! If they all but yeah, how about this? Uh, I mean, everything went perfect in Athens this weekend. Perfect weather, perfect job by the defense. Uh, you know, scored in the red zone. We finished drives, made big plays, got both running backs going, got the receivers involved a little bit. The only negative was just was Ethan, unfortunately, getting hurt. But next man up, from I throw Ramsey in there too. Ready to rock and roll? Yeah, I guess we got to say that Ramsey just kind of. I think somebody said uh, it was Georgia thirty-one, Ramsey ten. <laughs> um, it kind of gave away a little bit there at the end, but and but you know what? A lot of freshmen played. A lot of freshmen got. Tons of valuable playing time, you know. Hopefully, there won't be as many jitters or, or nerves whenever they get in later, you know. And you know what? Uh, for the most part, the defense, even the young kids, I thought played fast and played played pretty well. Now, first three quarters, it was that that defense was was really lights out, except for the only drawback to me was the quarterback runs. Um. You know, I I thought the defensive line was stout in the middle, was able to disrupt a lot in the backfield, didn't let, you know, a very good running back or a very good running game really get established or get going. Yeah, everybody uh, was talking about that back. I think we did good against him. Oh, yeah. We just got to be careful with that QB scramble because, well, not even scramble, really. I mean, it was set, yeah, most of them look like set plays. Yeah, it was uh, – a lot of that, what, the read option or whatever, and then the, the quarterback would keep it. Um, yeah, yeah, we got definitely got to be careful with that. But they were even on the SEC network talking about Georgia's defense. Yeah. They were like, yeah, well, he's starting to establish it now. It's not even a we're going to be this way. It's a set-in culture. Right, right. And, that got me a little you know, excited when they said that because I thought that's what I was being. Right. Because, I mean, they're even like that. I mean, and, of course, it was just one practice, but it was the whole thing. I mean, they're even like that, and they were even like that in practice, like, the whole time. Right. Yeah, very – they flowed to the ball well. The only thing you got to think is, um, you know, maybe they weren't – maybe they were so keyed in on that running back that they weren't really expecting Lamb to keep it as much, you know? I don't know. He's not, whatever. He's, not, he's not exactly fleet of foot, but he, he – Athletic enough to 
to pick up about 30, 40 yards there on that one play for sure. All I know is they were nasty. Yes, very much so. And I'll give you another. I tell everybody. Huh? I tell everybody, they're nasty. (laughs) Uh, I'll give you a couple of big surprises to me. Not surprises, but uh, pleasant, uh, very good jobs done by, by the defense that but uh, J.R. Reed and uh, Richard LeCount, I thought, accounted very well for themselves in the game Saturday. I won, uh, I won tackle LeCount made on the sideline from the other side of the field. I got, mm-hmm. I got old Kirby excited. Yeah. Yeah, he's a – LeCount plays like a little heat-seeking missile back there, man. Yeah, he plays, he's, he's, he's going to end up being a good one and tricking Reed, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's – and it's just going to happen. We're going to compare to the old staff. It's, it's going to happen to get over it. I don't care. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, Jesus. I wonder. But that's one of the big differences now and this and this staff. And, I mean, look at these evaluations that they've done. Mm-hmm. You, you look at a guy like J.R. Reed. You look at the punter. Yeah. The the transfer punter. I mean, you look at, like, bringing in a David Marshall late where we, you know, picked him up late. Mm-hmm. I mean, Harry, you got what? Harry. Yep, Harry and coming in late like that. I mean, and, of course, you know, I mean, I mean, Catalina started the whole year, so, I mean, evidently they liked him enough for that, and, I mean, but everybody knows how we feel about him. <laughs> I mean, thanks hey, for coming. Man. Yeah, I mean, whatever. He wasn't. He wasn't. He just. Ugh. Well, I think he wasn't a tackle for one thing. But yeah, I do too. But whatever. That's a whole different story. You know, yeah. jury's still out on Demarcus Hayes. Right. But, I mean, it just seems like the staff's evaluations and the way they do things and. It just seems like it's light years ahead. Well, it seems a lot more confidence among the team. You know, before, you know, guys would say stuff, you know, like we saw in the article on, I guess, it was, well, both Rivals and 247 had quotes from them about just ready to go up and, and hit hit somebody from Notre Dame, you know, make sure you – let Notre Dame know that we're there, you know, that that kind of thing. But it wasn't like over-the-top kind of, you know, we're going to go up there and destroy them kind of stuff. It's just they're ready to go up there and, and face good competition, basically what they were saying. Whereas I like before, you didn't said. really – That's just me. Yeah. You didn't really hear that as much before. It was more let's do what we need to do, blah, blah, blah. But I like that they're paying attention to, you know, that they're considered underdogs in this game, you know. I think it. I think it helps you focus and, and really get through things. Um, obviously, another key point for from the from Saturday has to be Jake Fromm. I think everybody thought he's, you know, on the cusp of being a really good quarterback and could be a good quarterback. But everybody re- thought it was Easton's job. But he came in and, and did a stellar job, you know. I mean, he didn't he didn't go crazy, but he didn't he didn't certainly didn't hurt anybody 
out there and, and did a solid job. I I think some people are kind of looking too much into it. You know, I still think it's Ethan's job when he comes back, but um, I, I was very pleased with how he came in and played. Now, there were a couple of plays where he definitely – Got had some breaks. I'll put it that way. <laughs> was fortunate to to have a couple of completions. The the touchdown to Wims, I think certainly, you know, he skied it. It was a high pit. I think he couldn't quite finish, you know, finish his delivery on that because of the pressure coming in. But uh, he stepped in, got enough on it, and Wims went up and made a play. You know, you you need to have your receivers step up and make a play, which is another good point. You know, another key factor that from that game Saturday that when the plays were there to be made the the dog players went out and, and made the plays whereas before sometimes it didn't necessarily happen. Um but, you know, again to his credit, that pass I think it was to Wims as well on the post over the middle. They got down on the first touchdown. I think they got down about the five yard that was a beautiful pass. There was no I mean it was pinpoint accurate and placed where it had to be. You know, and so there's no denying that was a a big time quarterback pass right there. You know, kind of. What do you think? Do you think him coming in suddenly like that with the injury didn't give him enough time to think about it? Do you think that's better for him, or is it better for him coming in this week where he knows he's going to get the reps of the ones over and over, ready to roll? Not worrying about for as far as just him. It's Do always what? better to have two quarterbacks that can play. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gotta love. It's a little slow starting, but Chubb and uh, Sony both almost got to a hundred yards each. Um, Swift ended up getting having a, a solid game at running back. Not many true freshmen could get much playing time from two backs ahead of him of Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb. So DeAndre Swift acquitted himself pretty well both out of the backfield receiving, running the ball, and in, in blocking. He did a solid job yeah, picking up blocks. Those crackback blocks he had were just yeah. absolutely dull. Oh, I would be yep. pissed yep. if he did that to me. <laughs> Um, kind of what your what was your assessment of the of the offense, both from and then also the running game as well? You there? Hey, hold up! Sorry, say yeah. it again. Phone phone is up. No. I was uh, saying, I was just saying, give you know, what was your assessment of of the the offense, especially you know from in in the passing game or the running game, excuse me. You know, I mean, I don't think they changed up the offense for From a little bit. You mean, I think that was their plan all along, to be mm-hmm. honest. Because a lot of people I've seen them say, oh, they opened up the offense for From, you know, blah blah blah. They started going faster, this and that. I don't think mm-hmm. it's because Fromm was in. It's because they started moving the football and they were taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the plan all the time with Easton, too, is, you know, once he gets the rhythm, once he gets the going, then don't let up. Right. I mean, 
And I, mean, I, I thought I thought it was I thought it was good. I think from what we saw in practice and and what we see now, I still think we're probably running better out of like the pistol or you know with the you know QB and and all of them back in the backfield instead of under center. Mm-hmm. Did you get the feeling, I mean, especially now when when you have Fromm up there and he goes under center? I mean. I mean, you could start messing with them some and go play action like right off the bat, but right now when Fromm goes under center, you almost know we're running the ball. Right. Then 10 to the box because we're probably running it. Yeah. Did uh, did you get the feeling that um, when uh, – oh, crap, I totally lost my train of thought. Um, that they were going to go up tempo like you said they were going to they were going to go up tempo even if Eason had not come out that was kind of the game plan oh, oh yeah, I know okay. what do you feel like Kirby kind of started out wanting to just try to just run power those first two series try to just stay as vanilla as possible to see if they could just out talent Appalachian state to begin with you think or outside that uh, you know, I don't know. That's, everybody knows how much of a Kirby lover I am. But, I mean, looking at Chaney and his history and all that, he hadn't really been one to just launch it up all the time. And, mm-hmm. and you know, see what happens. He's always kind of opened it up more towards, you know, the talent he has. Mm-hmm which includes talent on the offensive line. So, I mean, especially last year. And I think even right. some this year when somebody as small as, like, Sims is in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how much of it is Chaney and how much of it is Kirby. Because it's like Kirby just insists on being that old-school Alabama power run game. You know, mono mono one-on-one, you push your guy five yards back. And we'll get the yards. Right. We just we don't have the personnel to run that. Right. I'd, Especially when you have these younger guys in there, because probably any high school now that I've seen in the past few years are playing under center. Right. So I mean, I mean, of course, yeah, that's different for you know the quarterback, but I mean that's also different for offensive linemen. You know, offensive linemen coming from a spread, they're used to playing in the spread. And then the defenders are spread out because they had to guard the guys in the spread. You probably have offensive linemen that hadn't seen, maybe ever seen a 10-man box except on goal line. Right. I mean, otherwise they wouldn't be coming to receivers. So, I mean, that goes to the, you know, that goes to the offensive linemen too, you know, going from that young or you know, shotgun, like the ball, step, step, pass, one read, you know. Yeah. You yeah, know, I agree. Well, I'm going from that, you know, I mean, it's the same thing as as a quarterback. you got to let them get used to it, too. And, I mean, we have Wynn in there and Galliard, but, I mean, the right side, especially with Kenley being a redshirt freshman and Thomas being a true freshman, that's why that's why I said with, with Fromm in, I'm sure they're going to do, you know, quick read stuff, fight the ball, and let them swing it without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I mean, put the play in, here's your guys, and just swing the ball. Yeah. I do think it will be nice, a nice benefit to get Kenley back this week uh, for the power run, any power run game that we want to do, though. Cause, you oh, know, definitely I'll, will. Because you just get that three, three twenty, three thirty in there to in a huge athletic body like that, and the, you're going to be able to hopefully just follow behind him, open up a hole, and hopefully pick up a, a lineman and a linebacker or something, you know, just to open up a big hole for the running game. Well, I mean, and I mean, I mean, you got a guy like that that's three thirty next to a guy like if we were playing Sims at right guard, you know. Probably two ninety five. Right. Well, that's thirty five pounds of weight right there. Right. But Kenley can still move, so I mean, it's thirty five pounds of weight that moves better. Right. Exactly. Um. And sliding over to the defense, had a couple of big plays they gave up. Mostly, again, like I said, on quarterback runs, but. Other than that, man, like I said, those first three quarters, it was pretty much, you know, just shut down. You know, I mean, fast. You, you saw the speed that, that's been talked about. You saw, again, the stoutness up the middle along the defensive line, good pressure on, on passes. The, um, well, I think it looks like they're, and, you know, look at this way in practice, too. Looks like they're using their hands more to get off blocks and actually, you know, get in the backfield and, you know, messed us up instead of just kind of taking the blocks on. Yeah. And I, How much? I'm telling you, the defensive line is, besides the offensive line, of course, because they're the ones that probably need to have the most improvement. Mm-hmm. The defensive line could be a game changer this year. Yeah. And there's. I just, mean, they are, they, are, they are tough and they are fast and they're athletic. And I get Notre Dame's whole offensive line is supposed to be great and all this, and but I don't know if they face a defensive line like that one. Right. And it didn't seem like – I mean, I know we brought Reed on that one blitz, um, you know, from the safety or from – was he playing star or, or free safety or what, or strong safety? When the counts in, Reed has moved up to the star. Okay. And that's what he came in on on that blitz? I believe so. When he, when he knocked the ball back or whatever. That was about a 20-yard ball. Like, right watched, it, watched it again. Yeah. But it didn't – other than that, it didn't seem like there was a ton of blitzes, I don't I don't believe. Now, I was I was watching from the stands, but I didn't really see a whole lot of, of blitzes. It seemed like it no, was – No, Kirby's not going to do that. He's, he's known for, I guess, teams that have like a threat, like, you know, quarterback that's a threat to run. He, uh-huh. He's known for not blitzing. He's known for kind of sitting back and containing and, you know, making beat you with his arm and spying like a, with somebody. Like a mush rush kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's he's better he's better known for that. That's why some people actually like Pruitt better than Kirby. It's called Pruitt more aggressive. Right. But then, you know, and, and the other thing, which is I mean, the same thing last year, is mm-hmm. I don't know if we have the secondary yet that will allow us to blitz like that and put all of them on the island by themselves. Right, right. 
Uh, I, think, I think the ones that we do have that you can do that with are, you know, the younger guys that probably aren't ready for it yet. Right. And, all right, biggest, I mean, you had to be, as a Georgia fan, you had to be totally stoked with the kicking and special teams. I mean, I don't know, the strength and conditioning, or, or is it Kevin Butler, or a combination of the two, but to I get Rodrigo, yeah, to get Rodrigo to kick the ball, pretty much through the end zone, what, five out of the six kickoffs? And then the one that he did uh, that didn't go in was high enough that they'd knock the guy out at the 15-yard line with great coverage. Um, man, everybody had to be just ecstatic about that. And then uh, Nizelik came in and just, dude, that was like. That's his name. Huh? That's his name. Yeah. <laughs> Is that close enough? Um, I, I, I had to look. At, I had to do a double take a couple of times to see if I was watching what I thought I was watching because I'm like, wait a minute, are we flipping the field on special teams? Yeah. I mean, was the last time George has been able to flip the field on somebody just from special teams? And had, I think, uh, and had big time. Uh, Great hang time on his on the punts and I don't even, did they even get any returns returns? I don't, I don't think so. They put a I couple all, in the end. Yeah, they were all fair caught and and. I mean, this dude's got it. My, I couldn't believe. I mean, I, and I thought he had it. I can't believe goggles kicking the ball out of the end zone. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe all the touchbacks. I, was I mean, it was it wasn't even what close. Was people doing? They were all back of the end zone at. at the the closest and then like I said the one that that didn't go through the end zone or to the back of the end zone he uh, had that you know great hang time on it and, and just had great coverage on it so I mean just huge props to special teams Saturday if you keep that up that's you're gonna win you're gonna win special teams in a third of the game every week you know that and that we can't say that was the case certainly last year. No, heck no! But they've they've been pushing it. They've been pushing it yeah. a lot. And I'll and I'll be honest. I was and again in pregame, I was watching. You know, Rodrigo and uh, was it David Martin, the other guy? You know, they were taking their kicks and everything. And I swear to God, Rodrigo had two that just went, whoop, you know, just duck hooked, and I was like, oh God, here we go. And, but the other dude was splitting it every time, but um, you can tell Rodrigo's really worked on his game and his strength, man. He, last year, the ball did not really look – it didn't come off his foot hard, it seemed like, but this year, he's really putting some some pop into the into his kicks, and it, it's – Oh, yeah. you got to give kudos, like I said, to Butler and the strength and conditioning coach. That, that, that's probably an overlooked – you know, part of the of, of strength and conditioning is on the special teams and the kickers, you know. I mean, you always think, oh, the big offensive linemen and your stud-looking, you know, linebackers and, and running backs and wide receivers. But getting Rodrigo, you could tell that kid has really gotten a lot stronger. And it could be just the maturity, well, you know, Kirby physical said, maturity. Had, I, can't, I can't remember which one it was. was uh, talking about how he's squaring up more on the ball. Hmm. 
great, man. Cause that, uh, that was, a, that was, that was a, one of the most surprising things to me was the difference in the, in the kicking game, both, both kicking in and punting. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't, it wasn't either one. It wasn't either one. A guy that uh, I go to the gym with, it's an older guy that has taught kicking is mm-hmm. the one that told me that. Oh, okay. Well, that, uh, either way, man, that was, that was great to see. Very, very welcome. Um, and I'll say this, you know, and I knew it was going to happen. I think I even mentioned it last week. Um, you know, if Georgia comes out and, and blows Appalachia State out, which, I mean, honestly, if you take away the last half of the fourth quarter and we leave our starters in, I think we probably score at least one, maybe two more touchdowns, and I don't think they give up any. You know, so it would, it to me, is definitely a blowout. Um would oh, the media yeah. give would the media give Georgia the credit after all the weeks and weeks of them saying, "Oh, ten years since Michigan, you know, almost beat Tennessee last year." App State's the giant killer, you know. Are they can they come in and knock off, the, you know, the big SEC team? But you know, yeah, but, if, but nobody was talking about Miami beating them forty-five to ten last year, right? But nobody gave Georgia credit for 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 handling them. You know, pretty much with no with no trouble. I mean, it, you on the well, recap that's, that's show. That's why I don't like games like that. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, I mean, you damn if you do, and damn if you don't. So I mean, right. why even play that? Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating to see Alabama's already gotten their Mercedes Benz game again lined up in what two or three years against Miami. I'm um, I'm all for getting the the power five teams together and schedule away. Yeah. I don't know. I like having a challenging game, but not enough to work out the kinks early, but I do like the big, the big kickoff classic kind of games too, though. But then you don't want to schedule like a, oh, I don't know, uh, Nichols and barely beat them by two points (laughs) either. So yeah. What do you do? That's a best pass behind us now. We, we try to we try to warm up last year. They always beat us, so you get a better App State team. And, and you get your credit if you beat them, but if they beat you, I promise you, you're going to be plastered all over the news. Oh, God, yeah. We about choked on our cupcake last year. Man. Um, well, we did. Georgia Tech beat us. Well, <laughs> true. Uh, uh, all right, this week Georgia should get some recognition if they can handle their business in South Bend Saturday. Everybody's talking about how. Uh, here's what here's what I want to know. I want to know who schedules Nick Saban's games. Nick Saban probably. <laughs> Because it's like yeah. they know ahead of time. I mean, up until because Florida State, you know, they they were supposed to be good this year. Yeah. But it's like the past five games that Alabama has scheduled like that. It's been like, oh yeah, that team was great last year, but they're kind of not supposed to be as good the year the next year when they play Alabama. Right. 
I mean, I really think somebody combs these teams' rosters. And well, sees if that. anybody, they're losing a bunch of seniors that year. They're going to be starting a new quarterback or something. They see something and they schedule. Yeah. Because up until Florida State, I really can't think of anything with Florida State this year. But up until that, there's always been some one big thing where it's like this team ain't going to be able to hang because this. the quarterback's new or they lost seven on defense or they lost eight on defense or something, new head coach. It's like they yeah. know ahead of time that the certain weakness that the team is going to have, and they schedule those suckers and they exploit it. And don't is anything to do with them Because I'm catching on to that crap. They recruit a lot of the same players, so they know maybe somebody hasn't panned out. I don't know, but I, I called on to it like two years ago. I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> Alabama scheduled so-and-so, but they lost 10 people on offense. Yeah. Of course Alabama's going to kill them. That's happened like five years in a row where it's been something like that. And I'm like, they're smart. <laughs> because they get credit for beating, you know, whoever they played, wherever. Um, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, those kind of games. Who did they play last year? Wasn't it, wasn't it Virginia Tech? Or was that the year before? I can't remember. No, uh, Mi- Mich- Michigan, wasn't it? No, US, USC, USC. Yeah. It was Michigan the year before with uh, Harbaugh's first year. Yeah, how, I'm how they, USC. They, they can't uh, – I mean, honestly, I don't necessarily know. I mean, it's like they didn't know – I guess you kind of assume that the coach is going to be fired. I swear to God, it's like, they, it's like they know – there's something that they're doing that they know ahead of time because they have every time it. they play a big game to start off with, the team is going through something. Yeah. The other team. Isn't it a, a couple of years ahead of time, though, when those games are scheduled? Yeah, I mean, it's a couple of years ahead of time, but, I mean, you can look at rosters a couple of years ahead of time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that is, it is interesting that that does work out that way. There's always something. Yeah, until this year, I, I, th- I don't think they were – I don't think they were trying to dodge anything this year with, with Florida State. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Up until this game. Right. But then Francois gets, you know, gets hurt. Of course, he looked didn't look great leading, you know, up until that point either. So, But then we schedule people, and it's like, oh, so it's going to have the best year ever. Yeah, Boise State. And... I mean, we scheduled a Boise State team that had, like, 10 seniors on the offense. Yeah, exactly. That was not the brightest move. But. It's like you're setting yourself up. And even even that game, Jason, was, to me, it was like, if you lose that game, it's like, oh, my God, you just lost to Boise State. And if you win it, it's like, oh, you well, Boise, Boise State. State. You, should, you should beat them. I mean, they're not even a Power 5 team. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, that's why I like the Notre Dame, Notre Dame game so much. Yeah. Like we don't schedule yeah. it. Schedule it. I mean, come on, let's go. They've got to. What's what is your? What's the biggest thing that if Georgia can what if that defensive line can handle the Notre Dame offensive line disrupt in the backfield? You know what? Pressure? I posted it today. The, I said my biggest thing for the Notre Dame game, and and I know they're pounding this in his head, 
it's for Jake Fromm to know that he doesn't have to win the whole damn thing by himself. Yep. Yep. I mean, he's coming from he's coming from Houston County, where he just I mean, every game, I mean, they had good players around him, of course, but he mm-hmm. was the guy. If Jake right. Fromm didn't play good, they lost. I mean, look at Lee County, where Jake Fromm didn't play good. He didn't, right. he didn't have a running back that he could go to when Lee County had Solomon up front and they could drop eight the whole game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he didn't have, like, another go-to. It was Fromm. If Fromm didn't do it, they lose. Right. So as long as he's not in that mindset, as long as he can play within the offense and know that he didn't have to throw for five, six touchdowns, that he didn't have to win the game from the first quarter, and start, you know, forcing stuff and get overly excited and the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. If if he can do that, which I think he can, because Fromm's yeah. like way, way super smart. Yeah. I mean, just ridiculously smart. If, if he can do that and know that Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle are going to put the team on their back and that defense is going to put the team on their back, and, and he can just be the quarterback, you know, give me the Alabama-type quarterback that can go out and just get it done. Mm-hmm. And if he can do that and play within the offense, I think I think we got him. Yeah. But if, but if he comes out trying to swing it and trying to win the game by itself, then, then we might be in trouble. Right. Yeah, but, you know, I don't think – if he was going to get super jacked up, I think, he, we would have seen that already Saturday, you know. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's and he's, he's just not the type to do that on the big stage. He's like, I mean, everybody's talking about the Little League World Series when right when they made it to the semifinals, and he hit like three home runs. I mean, he's yeah. just he's he's just one of those dudes. He's a gamer. He's made for the big stage, right? You know, he, he has the ice in his veins, and he just he loves it. I mean, you can just tell. Yeah. I think Kirby even said that that they just called him a gamer. It was like, I'm the gamer. Right. Um, you just, you really have to think, like the Georgia D-line and the Notre Dame D-line, or offensive line, I mean, that's probably a, a push right there at, at worst. Um, but if the, if the opposite is true where Georgia can outplay Notre Dame's defensive line and control the line of scrimmage and control the clock, you know, establish, you know, the establish the, the run game. That's going to open up a whole world of things, even because you know Notre Dame's going to come in and, and put eight, nine, ten guys in the box. I mean... Well, I think, I think the difference... I think, I think the difference in the game for Georgia is, is going to be speed. Mm-hmm. Especially in the trenches too, right? Because right. yeah, I mean, if those big boys from on Notre Dame's offensive line get a hold of you, then they get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you can disrupt it enough, they're not going to catch you, right? And that, that's one thing I asked. Uh, I forget was it on the board or might have been in the chat. But how many? Is, I know that several of those, you know. They've got returning starters on the offensive line, and they're they're very highly touted. But how many of those guys were playing last year? And you know what happened with that? I mean, well, see, that's what I was about to say. This is one thing. And the first time I read it was Jake Rowe on Dogs Two Four Seven. He's been pushing this, mm-hmm. and he's dang right. Mm-hmm. 
is okay. Pretty much, Georgia's everybody thinks Georgia's offensive line last year sucked. Mm-hmm. But then everybody's talking about a great returning Notre Dame offensive line, mm-hmm. which had four more sacks and almost the same amount of plays as Georgia's. Right. And he definitely didn't block for as many running yards. Right. So, I mean, and and the left side evidently has two first-rounders, but, I mean, I mean, okay, that's great, but, I mean, I think he's right on that. I mean, there's something there. I'm not saying they suck, but there's something there. Right. You had more sacks than Howard Terrible off of the line. And you had a, a first-round draft pick as your quarterback. I don't know. In Deshaun Kaiser, and you know, I know defense is where they, you know, kind of struggled, but it just—I don't know. It just seems like some games they should have been, and they had a lot of close losses last year. You know, don't don't get me wrong, and I'm not going to say they're devoid of talent. They're obviously not. They've got, you know, they've had good recruiting classes. Uh, that. Well, Equinamius St. Brown or whatever his name is, the receiver is a huge guy, about six three. Can he was like a four, high four or five star wide receiver coming out a couple of years ago. Um, you got the Wimbush kid that's a, you know, a big time athlete. We're gonna have to see if he's a he's a quarterback. But again, I think a lot of what he did last week against Temple was, uh, you know, a lot of kind of not necessarily broken plays, but where Temple would kind of lose containment on the guy. So that's why, you know, we mentioned it earlier with the, the mush rush or, or not really a ton of blitzing from the from the defense. Can hold your hold your lines. Hold you know maintain your your containment on on the defensive end. You know, don't give up gaping holes at the middle or anything. Don't let him you know see open field in front of him. Make him feel rushed and. Uh, whether he is or not, in 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 for in for real, but uh, if he feels pressure, hopefully you can force him into a couple of a couple of bad throws. Maybe knock the ball loose from him on you know on runs if he's going to run a whole lot. You know, I don't I don't know. I just I just feel like some of the advantages or or supposed advantages that Notre Dame has is kind of countered by strengths of of Georgia as well. So. I think the a big key again where Georgia's supposed weakness is the offensive line coming into this game. Apparently Notre Dame's defensive line has been pretty pretty bad the last year to this year as well. So hopefully Georgia can take advantage of that with, with some you know, talented but albeit fairly young offensive linemen to, to go with it. Um but to counter that again with the with the running game, you know, the offensive line doesn't have to play perfect for Georgia to pick up yards. I mean, you saw it Saturday, Sony Michelle, he whew, if he there was that play where he really had a hard cut from from like right to left and just left the App State guys shorts at the about the 25-yard line, and then he lost his balance. If he wouldn't have lost his balance, I wonder how many yards he would have picked up on that play because he shook that, uh, I think it was a linebacker, just, like I said, just completely out of his shorts, man, 
And but I think he shook so bad that he uh, he lost his balance and kind of got knocked taken down a couple of yards later. But uh, and then on the long uh, Nick Chubb run, I think it was in the third quarter. Uh, he gave this little just a slight little hesitation or, or deke and just had the App State defender just totally going the wrong way and, and Chubb just ran by him like it was nothing. And then another thing, too, was uh, Godwin had a great block, you know, downfield and picked up another 15, 20 yards on the play. So it all works together. The offensive line, doesn't again, doesn't have to be perfect on the day for Georgia to pick up yards. That's the big thing. But if they can be consistent, be steady, and just, like I said, win the line of scrimmage, it will go a long way for Georgia to, to come away with a win and protect from get just like I said with Wimbush having to feel pressure, make Fromm feel like he's not as pressured, um, you know, pick up those blitzes like Chubb did on the touchdown pass, you know. Um, just little things like that, man, just can go such a long way to help Georgia come away with this win Saturday. And we mentioned it earlier, special teams. If you can win special teams, I'm not sure how, you know, Notre Dame's kicker and punter are, but in coverage, but I really have to think Georgia has an advantage in the special teams department for sure. Um, if I don't know if you're back, Jason, or not, but um, I just do you feel like, and I'll ask you again later if, you, if you're not there, like I said, but. Um, How do you, I wonder how the secondary of Notre Dame, you know, everybody keeps saying that their defensive line has really been the weakness for the Notre Dame defense, but I wonder how their secondary matches up with Georgia's wide receivers and, and the tight ends. You know, I mean, that's got to be an advantage for Georgia come Saturday. Let's see here. But we'll see, man. And I did see some tickets were still available maybe for the game Saturday if anybody's looking to go up late by chance. They're around $600, $620, something like that. Um, But it's, I don't know, it's going to be a game that, again, Super excited for it, but just just leery, hoping we can come up and, and just take advantage of it and, and make a statement in the game, man, you know? Um, man, I would love it if we could just go in there and whip their butts. Oh, my God, dude. I I can't tell you what a what a 45 to 10 victory would just – I would be grinning from ear to ear for a week and a half. That would uh, um, that would definitely put us on the map. Don't, it, was, yeah. it was one of the big time like ESPN guys or something basically said if Kirby can go up there and take him out, then he's basically done the equivalent of what Saban did in his second season. I can't remember exactly what they said, but something to that effect. Got a little ways to go before we can <laughs> get to the SEC championship game undefeated. I don't know. <clears throat> but I, I, it's definitely a step in the right direction from from where we yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because 
I don't know. I think I think a lot of Georgia fans are kind of shooting that one down. So yeah, you know, at least we're trying to be rational. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, that's like, what he said. I was like, you know, like a big time ESPN guy or whatever. So yeah. One like a you one of the you know any kind of EGA homer or any anything. Right. It wasn't like Clawback or anything, anything like that. You know. Right. Do you think the dog fans are still kind of hesitant to really go full bore into buying in, heading into oh, yeah, the big I game? Would be, I am. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what I'm. That's where I'm kind of at right now. Um, oh, I was asking you earlier. Uh, I wasn't sure when you're back, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, everybody keeps saying that the Notre Dame, you know, the biggest weakness they have is their defensive line. How, what about – do you know anything about their linebackers and, and how the secondary could match up with Georgia's receivers and, and tight ends? I don't think their secondary is supposed to be that good. See, that could be big. If, if they're going to try to load the box, that could open up a lot of things downfield, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think the main thing we're going to have to watch out for, I think they have, they have a couple of good running backs. I mean, yeah. I didn't like Chubb and Tony or anything like that, but and then uh, all the Saint, what's his name, Saint Brown, Saint Equinamus, Saint whatever. Yeah, Equinamus, Saint Brown. Yeah, he's like six five. That's you know, we got to watch out for him. Those tall receivers kind of get us something. Right. Yeah, that's that's what I was mentioning. I mean, do you almost have to feel like you have to take the over in this game? I mean, if you were. Betting on on things, would you would you think it's going to be more leaning towards a shootout kind of thing, or no? I don't think so. I think it's going to kind of be your normal, you know, twenty four seventeen, twenty four twenty kind of games. Yeah. I mean, I don't think hmm. it's going to be like a seven and nothing, but then I don't think it's going to be like a Missouri type, you know, seventy two <laughs> to forty six or whatever the crap that score was. See, that was – if you're – you, uh, look, and we can, we can come back more to Notre Dame if you want, but let's hit some of the other things from this weekend. What was – and you just mentioned one. What was your biggest takeaway from this past weekend, other you know, other than outside of the Georgia game? Missouri can swing the ball around. Alabama's Alabama. Um, we should have recruited Marquez Callaway more. <laughs> um, because <laughs> he looked dang good. I'm yes. like, seriously? I think we were worried about him playing basketball and wanting to play basketball more and then didn't know if we want him as a DB or wide receiver and yeah. all that crap. But, God, how many times have we used that excuse? Right. Isn't that one of the and kids you just want to get on the, somewhere else? Just get him on your side and then figure it out later. Yeah, man, oh man. Um, well, I think Florida could turn into a dumpster fire quick. Yeah, but you know, I mean, I mean they're they're folks talking. I mean, you know, they got all the suspensions. They got one dude right. like ratting on everybody. And yeah. so, I mean, that can turn locker room. And then you're going to have which quarterback are you playing? 
when it's been the guys getting off of suspension, who want so and so getting special treatment. I mean, they're going through all that right now, dude. Mm-hmm. And that well, can turn is, that can turn bad really quick. Having Georgia having gone through this with with AJ and Gurley, I don't necessarily know that the suspensions are coming down from Florida. It may be to avoid or to add maybe NCAA type doling out the suspensions possibly. I don't know. Or it could be to avoid. No, I doubt it because if that was the case with uh, when our three guys did kind of around the same lines, then they would have got involved in. Yeah. And then. Uh, uh, I don't think it's the NCAA deal at all. I think it's just. Yeah. Uh, it was just rampant. You can't let that go. Right. And Florida's kind of known. I don't well, not an Urban Meyer, but I think I think they've been kind of doing their Georgia way thing. Right. Yeah, they're another one that, that some of the guys complain about us cutting, you know, cutting our own feet off from under us. Right. Well, and and Slaybob has said that the. University police have said it's an ongoing investigation. I don't know if that that was like after it first broke or whatever, after the uh, the running back got suspended as well. Man, but. all all the fools had to do was look back a couple of years and see that it didn't work with us. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't tell college kids anything. They're gonna they're gonna know, figure out how to do it better. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I think the game uh Monday night game Tech and, and Tennessee, I don't really I don't necessarily know if Tennessee winning that game if they still feel super confident going forward. I mean, there was a lot of things that really need to be cleared up for them to really have a, a any kind of chance to, at at a at a strong year this year. I mean, their offense looked terrible for what a half at least, until they started flinging it to Callaway a little bit, and that opened it up for Kelly, it seemed like. I don't really know that they were, you know, and I think a lot of that running game was Kelly. I don't think there was a whole lot of great offensive line blocking at the at the time going into it. Um, you know, people were saying they thought Dormady looked good, but first two, three quarters, I don't I don't necessarily know that he looked all that great. Yeah, uh, I, mean, like, I mean, I don't know. Look like him. Yeah, at first he didn't, then they kind of, you know, got into more of a groove. So, and right. that's why I was trying to tell everybody you can't judge Ethan on the first two series. Right. I mean, look how quick uh, what's his face turned it on. And they ended up mm-hmm. beating George Effect. So. Yeah, Dormandy. And then, <laughs> didn't it look like I don't remember what is the name Guantanamo or whatever the the backup. Ooh, he looked like he see him on the sideline. He, he looked like he was wanting Dorbity to break his leg or something so he could get in there, and he was about to do it, pull a <laughs> pull a uh, Nancy Kerrigan and take out Dorbity himself. I think, man, jeez. Man, I'm telling you, if, if I'm the coach and I would have called it, I would have put him off that sideline so quick, dude. But I mean, there was I mean, somebody called it. I think I saw it on Twitter. They called the one picture where 
or, you know, when a coach comes over and is going over plays, would you, you know, like the whole quarterback room kind of surrounds them and, and looks at it because everybody's supposed to be learning. And right. that dude could have cared less. Yeah. I mean, at least when Quincy Carter did it, it was he was the starter. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, I don't know, man. But he, he no high fiving his teammates, no he was just dude was just pissed he wasn't playing that way it appeared. Um but they couldn't stop tech. They could you know, I mean, until basically the only thing that stopped tech was tech. I mean JJ Green fumbled. Their kicker couldn't kick hit the broad side of a barn, I don't think. And then the genius Paul Johnson you know, why – all right, personally, I thought it was pretty stupid to go for two in the overtime. I, I really did. I know they're getting all kinds of yards, you know, two yards, three yards at a time. But the thing is, you weren't Tennessee wasn't going to stop them on from the 25-yard line anyways. So why not take your chances in that third – third overtime when you have to when you have to go for two anyways so I don't know to me I I thought they were giving him way too much credit for being a you know genius or whatever trying to get it and uh just I, I don't know I don't understand I, I don't understand why he was getting so much credit for for going for two and ended up losing the game because of it but uh so there's that uh I thought the ACC may not be quite the football power everybody wants to give them credit for. Um, NC State lost to South Carolina, which, you know, I thought that was kind of a clue. Everybody's acting like NC State was going to push for the their division this year. Uh, I don't know why, to be honest. But, um, you know, Miami, okay, they beat Bethune-Cookman. We'll find out how good they are this next week because they're not playing this week because of the hurricane. Um, Florida State got drubbed by Alabama. North Carolina got beat by Cal. You know, I, I don't know. The ACC may not be quite as cracked up. Purdue almost, you know, they took Louisville down to the wire. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe ACC is not exactly the, the football dominant power that everybody wants to make them out to be right now. Um. That's kind of the biggest thing. And I will say this, coolest thing from the weekend, the the blind dude being the long snapper for uh for Southern Cal coming in and making the play, man. That was that was pretty cool. This man, that John right there make you cry. I know. That was, that was pretty cool. Um so, all right, what well, Notre Dame, Georgia game, seven thirty. What's your? Uh... Hey, why in the heck? Who scheduled out this weekend's games? I don't know. Isn't it retarded? You would think they could all get together and say, "Hey, all of us want to get good ratings." Yeah. So let's split these games up. I mean, all of them are starting within an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Seven o'clock. Seven thirty. Eight o'clock. Just ridiculous. I don't know who, what genius did 
geniuses came up with this, but there's no Thursday. I guess there's no Thursday night game this week, huh? Um, Friday night, you got Oklahoma State, South Alabama. That probably won't be much of a game. Uh, Louisville, North Carolina on Saturday at noon. Cincinnati and Michigan. Uh, Your boy at Florida Atlantic, Lane Kiffin, heading up to Wisconsin, man. They got a chance. Why got got to be my boy? (laughs) I mean, Joey Freshwater, is that that, that your boy? I don't even Man, why, why, why kids have got to be my boy? I already <laughs> told you who I was taking for a coaching staff. <laughs> I thought you liked his moxie. No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> All right, how about uh, here's your boy, Arkansas hosting TCU. Who you got in that one? Arkansas. Arkansas. Um, Pittsburgh and Penn State. I think that'd be a good one. I mean, I, yeah, I mean Penn State would probably win, but you know, I tell you what, yeah. if you go and, and, and this is why I say this because everybody knows you can't do that. If you go mm-hmm. just off of week one, I mean, you almost want to say it's like Georgia. South Carolina and like Vanderbilt at the top. Yeah, Vandy played really well. I know Until, middle, you know, Tennessee but... up there with them. I mean, Florida would probably be like seventh. <laughs> and then like Missouri right above them. Then like Kentucky. Then like Tennessee, Vandy, and then South Carolina, Georgia. I mean, yeah, it was a pretty crazy week. Mm-hmm. He had, like, Missouri giving up all these yards and points to Missouri State and Tennessee giving up, like, 500 and something just, like, rushing yards to the nerds. I mean. Yeah. I just can't buy into the the Missouri thing. I know they're going to score points, but they give up 48 or 49 to Missouri State, dude. And I think it was, like, wasn't it 40-something to 35 in the thir- in the second quarter? I mean that game was just insane. It was totally, totally back and forth, man. I, I don't know. I don't know how they gave up that much to to Missouri State, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, Tennessee, Indiana State. I don't think it's going to be much of a game. Any hangover effect or anything? Nah, who knows? I mean, it's freaking Bush Jones. If there's if there's a hangover, I think it could be Tech taking on uh, Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State, they usually pick up a couple of cast They got a couple of ball players, don't they? Yeah, a couple of guys from the SEC and the ACC that usually get cast off from schools. And They got um, a uh, running back from Auburn, Rock Thomas. Oh, really? Let's see what they got. If anything here, if we can find it. And they got uh, – did not Tremel Terry go there, but he got hurt? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they got Tremel Terry. They got that Shaq Davidson wide receiver that was at South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They always got players. Yeah, they got the Rock Thomas that played that was at Auburn. 
Let's see. They got a freshman quarterback that's really good from uh, Central Phoenix City, too, by the way. Oh, really? Well, yeah, they had that kid that transferred uh, when they beat when they almost beat Auburn a couple of years ago. Remember, uh, you might remember this name. We recruited him a little bit. I think he ended up going to Wisconsin first, maybe. He's that Krenwick Sanders. Yeah, 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 yeah. They got He's him. Uh, Wayne County, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. They got they got him. I mean, they they got some they got some players. <laughs> I ne- I never read this game, but uh, or this article, but uh, you know how we were complaining about having Appalachian State. Johnson irked by scheduling of Jacksonville State game. Uh, <laughs> he's he's always irked by something all fist for us. If you're going to play on short rest, you don't schedule the number two or three team in the country in, in FCS and give them two weeks off. <laughs> what? I mean, I mean, that was a setup job. Call it what it was. Dumbass, you're the, your school's the one that made the schedule. Jacksonville State didn't make the schedule with you guys. What a moron. I don't know when Jacksonville State has uh... – as well, John Grass is head coach. He's a good coach. He'll he'll move up. He'll move up quick. Yeah. Oh, they have uh, Cleo Cleo Lemon on staff. Name sounds familiar. Wide receivers coach. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, Johnson says they talk about welfare for student athletes, and then they're going to play two games in six days. No two a days, but it's okay to play two games in six days. <laughs> and this was two or three weeks ago, man. So he's already thinking about this game. That's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that I don't know what the line is on that game, but I, that would be one to kind of. I'd keep a close close eye on it. No, nah, man. Tech will beat them. I don't know, dude. Keep an eye. That ain't going to be close. Who said – hold up, hold up. We got to go back to last week. Maryland and Texas. Who said <laughs> – who said that was going to be either a close game or Maryland wins? Man, huh? I said huh? that. Huh? 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 <laughs> Man, I, I said, I said that, I said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot. I call, I call that Maryland wins. What are you talking about? Oh Lord. Um. Let's see. I would. Well, evidently, I don't know crap about football anyway. <laughs> because I'm serious. Whole time, this is Eason's team, Eason's team, Eason's team, Eason's team, and Jake Fromm looked like crap against the ones in practice. And this is Eason's team, and Eason had hey. two series and didn't do crap. And then Jake Fromm just leaves us up and down the field. So I'm done. Hey, maybe it's maybe it's just because Eason or Fromm was going against the ones from Georgia, man. Maybe we're maybe our <laughs> Man, they they trying to turn me, and I'm like, I ain't turning yet. No, no, no. It's still Ethan's team. I ain't, I, I don't. I ain't we, 
we only had like two series with him, so I ain't, he ain't turning me yet, but you tell me, you're getting there. Kirby's a smart enough coach, and Cheney's not seen enough football. They wouldn't just automatically give Easton the starting job if he wasn't the better the better. Oh, no, I know. I don't know. That's why I try to tell everybody, but. Yeah. That, you know, it's hard to ignore now, what he did Saturday. I, I will, know it was just I will, I will say, Easton needs to, to dial it down and get a little more accurate on his on his passes, get into a rhythm earlier, but that's, you know, I think I still say he gives us the best chance to win, win ball games and win. Oh, I do too. Win the conference. Well, I tried to tell folks there's throws that Eason's making that Jake Fromm would even try. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I'm not even trying to say Fromm has a weak arm or anything. It's just Eason has that cannon that he can just there's throws, and I mean, you see him back to back in practice or throwing at the same time in practice, and it's a, it's totally different. Yeah. Well, that's why I was kind of hoping to see. Georgia just take a couple of deep shots with Eason out there. I mean, App State was playing a lot of single safety over the top, man. I, I, they should have – I don't know, we weren't trying to go deep and didn't have to go deep or anything to, to make yards, but I, I sure would have liked to have seen them take a couple of shots. I'm kind of of that mindset anyway. Just take a couple of shots every game, you know? I don't know. Um, let's see. How about uh, Jacob Park? Is he starting for Iowa State now? Well, you know, I haven't really looked. I think somebody said he was. They're taking on Iowa this weekend. That's usually a good ball game. I'll go with – I'll take Iowa State. Nah, I don't want to. I'll take no, Iowa. No, you keep digging against Iowa. You keep digging against the Hawkeyes, man. Yeah. Uh, they built a children's hospital on the field and all That's the fans right. waved at them before the game. That was pretty cool. You're going to hell if you pick against that. But it's not at it's not at Ames, so I mean it is at Ames, so it's not at uh it's not at Iowa. So. But yeah, I don't care. Is, it doesn't crazy. matter. That's what they do though. You you you're going straight to hell if you pick against that. <laughs> all you can't right. pick against people waving to the kids in the hospital. I mean you gotta run every day. Hawkeyes it is. Jacob yeah, Park is now. <laughs> Jacob now, the hurricane may, now the hurricane may not hit you, Drake. Because <laughs> you switched your pick to Iowa. There we go. Uh, let's see. Anything? Not a ton of great games. This week. I mean, all the, like you said, all the great big games are at the same time. Um. Literally, there's not going to be much to watch. Oh, let's see. Uh, all right. Auburn and Clemson, 7 o'clock, ESPN. Who you got? Well, I know who you got, actually. But how how big does Clemson win this game? <laughs> 100 and nothing. <laughs> uh, well, no, I don't like that, but 90 to nothing. Oh, okay. All right. Close one, then. Yeah, I... I I kind of like Clemson just because it's at home, but uh, I'm still not sold on Auburn. To be honest. I'm not really sold that Clemson's a, a great I'm, team. I'm not sold on their 
supposedly world beater quarterback. Yeah. Neither neither one of them. Uh, here you go. Uh, South Carolina at Missouri, seven o'clock game as well. Kind of a Is that key game. Like seven two. Yes. That'd be a good game. Yeah. I think it's going to be an inter. It's going. To, it's kind of a key game in the East, really. That that might be another you know forty something to forty something game because yeah, South Carolina's defense wasn't all that. No, I'll I'll take Missouri at home. I think. Oh, was in Missouri too. Yeah. It'd be interesting if they take South Carolina down this early. I would. I really wouldn't mind seeing it. You know the truth of it. You're rolling with Muschamp or you're rolling with Barry Odom? Ooh. It was against Missouri State. True. You know, you know the media is going to be slobbering all over Muschamp if, if South Carolina wins his game. Who did they play the first game? North Carolina State. Yeah. Uh, I might go with South Carolina here. Yeah. All right. Uh, another SEC team that embarrassed the conference, Texas A&M, takes on Nichols. <laughs> Man. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised that dude even – I'm surprised that dude made it home. I, was, I asked a friend of mine, I said, does someone even make it home after this game? I was, I didn't was, I didn't get to watch it when it happened, but we were, you know, tracking it on a cell phone. Yeah. And I looked up, I told my nephew, I was like, they need to lane kissing him right now. Yes. I mean Just leave him at the airport and tell him good luck. He I mean they a were up dead man walking. Yeah. They were up like what, twenty four to seven, twenty one seven in the first first half and he was bringing in the backup quarterback to run play. And now I know you want to get the backups in sometimes, but why do you mess with the chemistry and what you got going on right now? Now, I know the guy got hurt later, though, I think. Man, but, that uh, dude is the worst person to handle quarterbacks you could ever pick. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. someone's horrible. Second I think half. the only way he keeps his job is he wins every game the rest of the season and goes to the SEC championship. Yeah. There, no, I mean, there's no way. You do. I mean, that's the, that's the worst. I mean, they were – and I know, you know, Texas A&M's up speed, you know, no huddle, all that kind of stuff. But, dude, you got to realize time and place kind of thing. They would – in the third and fourth quarter – or even in the fourth quarter, they were snapping the ball with like 15, 20 seconds left on the play clock. You know, and you've already got that momentum. And I and I got one other key thing I want to say too after this, but how do you not just tell your freshman or redshirt freshman quarterback to just wait till there's at least 10 seconds on the play clock before you snap the ball? I know you don't want, you know, if you lay back and, and – sit on the ball sometimes you you don't you lose momentum blah 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 but they lost it they had already started losing it anyway Uh, it's just it really did come down to coaching I think because there's no way to lose a 30 well 
he found a way to lose a 34-point lead in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. But one the one thing I, I wanted to say was I heard him on, and I guess it was actually Charlie Strong. Yeah, sorry. But anyway, Charlie Strong was asked about this game, and, and one thing he said was like, yeah, once you feel that momentum leaving, you just there's nothing you can really do about it. And what stood out to me was that's like the exact opposite of what Nick Saban feels about momentum. Have you ever heard of that? Where he says momentum's as good as your next play, basically. And that's kind of what he – you kind of see that from his team, too. You know, SEC championship game, hate to go back to a bad time, but Georgia just blocks a huge field goal, has all the momentum that you could ever want, has like – was it – what they have ten or seven, seventeen or ten at the time. Um, like I said, the the Georgia Dome's rocking with the block punt return for a touchdown. Saban just already you know preaches it to his team. They start pounding the ball, pounding the ball. You'd think some teams would go out and start flinging it all over the the stadium. He just starts pounding it and pounding it, and pounding it. There, to him, there's no such thing as momentum. And I I I, I use used to tend to agree with the way Strong felt before, but I, I'm almost to the point now of where if you're you're good enough, there is no such thing as momentum. It all depends on who the better team really is. Oh, yeah. And that's, how, that's the difference between that mindset of, you know, do you just go out and perform up to your standards or are you going to let, you know, momentum, so to speak, take over take over game and, and kind of psych yourself out almost really? I don't know. Uh, it just kind of struck me as odd how the difference between the two coaches and the difference in their on-the-field performance as well. All right, enough about that. Um, how about uh, Stanford at USC? Oh, I'm going Stanford. Same. I think USC may be the – the big overhyped team of the of the season this year. <laughs> yeah, and you know, again, it's only one game, so yeah, you know, they could end up being world leaders and run the table. But I thought could Stanford be. before the season. How about that? Yeah, yeah, I like the way they play, and they tend to have Southern Cal's number as it is anyway. Here lately, certainly. Um, Let's see. Boise at Washington State, number 20. Washington State. Ooh, uh, I like Washington State. I kind of like the Cougs in that one, too. All right. Fighting uh, that's right. Oklahoma at Ohio State, eight seven thirty game. Yeah, Ohio State coming off kind of an average first, a below average first half, honestly, to be completely honest. Uh, at Indiana, they got an extra couple of days to prepare because uh, they open on Thursday night. Oklahoma coming in, new coach, young coach, experienced quarterback. I think the quarterback might be older than the coach. Um, I'm kind of leaning Oklahoma in this one for some reason. I think they got a little revenge factor on their mind from last year too. I think Ohio State may be more talented, 
Nah, you know what? I'm going to go Ohio State because I'm going to go with Meyer over over Lincoln Riley. Oh, that's a hard one. How about Oklahoma, baby, in the upset? There you go. I almost went there, man, but I just biggest worry is, you know, first year head coach. Huge game like this, old vet in uh, Urban Meyer. I don't know. I'll I'll stick with Ohio State. I don't like them, but we'll go with them for now. Um, And we kind of already talked about Georgia-Notre Dame. Really just the key to the game, again, to me, is controlling the ball, no turnovers, and, you know, offensive line. Winning the line of scrimmage for Georgia. Um, Give me some Georgia 28-17. Yeah. I think the dogs play well, man. I really – I feel like you kind of got everybody kind of against them right now too, you know, with everybody feeling like with Ethan out, it's going to be a a rough time for the dogs. But I I, I like how they – I like how Fromm plays and I like how Georgia responded to Fromm being in. I think they kind of – I think they kind of realize they need everybody needs to step up for the kid, you know, for the team to be successful. Man, uh, if, if the offensive line steps up and and if Eason plays, Eason if uh, Fromm plays, you know, within itself and within the offense and doesn't try to do too much himself. Yeah, I think we'll be all right. Just make the plays that are there, you know. Make the plays that are available, and you don't have to over. You know, overdo it or anything. Just, just make take what's available. And it could be, it could be have it had may have to be stuff down the field this time. You know, we didn't really do that much last game, but I think it may be there this game. So that's all we need to do, man. Take care of business. Come back home. We got kind of the buffer week with Samford. Hopefully, get some rest. Get get the the media and the rest from the this week out of the way and, and get ready for the SEC season starting the following week. Oh, yeah. So, all right. How about, uh, real quick, um, recruiting-wise, anything going on that first week? I know there was – it seemed like the visitors list was off a lot of young kids this, this week or this past week. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is, it is what it is with the – App State, you know, whether it be an App State and then Florida State, Alabama being in Atlanta and other mm-hmm. big games. So. Right. It still wasn't bad for what it was, though. I mean, no. especially with Sawyer there and, and then Sawyer going to the Notre Dame game, too. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, first game, you got to see Andrew Thomas start and all that. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. That's and it seemed like they really, really focused – you know, and he had a good good visit as well on, in the App State game. So, um, hopefully, made up some ground and/or hopefully, kind of answered some questions in his mind that he may have had. Hopefully, how uh, I think the main thing got to worry about is uh, is Trey Hill visiting Auburn instead of Florida State or Georgia, right? Yeah, I think that one may like, end up not being not being good news for it. Yeah, it seems like things are maybe 
kind of trending the wrong way here with with Trey Hill the last couple last few weeks. Some of the you know insiders are saying maybe more like you said Auburn and, and Florida State maybe more of a battle there. Um, how about the, uh, you know, you got to have a recruiting show. You got to talk about Justin Fields. How do the injuries for Florida State and Georgia? Man, I don't how think anybody even knows. Recruiting? I don't think anybody knows. I think if somebody says they know, they they just lying. Yeah. I mean, Any, you, know, uh, you know, it kind of stays to itself anyway and all that. But I think the main thing is uh, – you know, every time like LSU's coming hard after him now, too, but with that whole distance thing, I would think I'd be probably fourth on his list. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't think anybody knows. Yeah. You just kind of have to hope, basically, that a lot of the kids in state can kind of be the biggest pull, if nothing else. If, if everything else is equal, hopefully the kids at Georgia and, and all the in-state kids can really help seal the deal with him, you know? Because I really don't think it changed the outlook. To me, if it comes down to playing time and getting on the field the soonest, I still think it's Georgia where he gets on the field the soonest. I really well, do. He's said something about he doesn't mind redshirting. Right. And so, I mean, you got the guy at Florida State, Francois, he's probably, you know, probably nothing, definitely coming back next year now and probably the year after that, to be honest. Right. I mean, so, and then you got the freshman behind him, he's also a dual threat guy. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have Justin Fields, who's just like those two. Right. And then, I mean, the only thing George has really got to worry about is if, uh, if Fromm just starts going off and just takes over. Right. If, if that happens, then we're probably done. Yeah. But don't you think even then he brings such a different... Yeah, I mean, that's know, what we have to feel is, look, we don't have anybody like you, and right. you're one play away from, you know, even if you come in your freshman year and you're not the mm-hmm. starter, we're going to have packages for you. We don't have anybody like you. And worst case scenario is you're one play away from being the guy in your first year. I mean, LSU can kind of say, oh, we don't have anybody else. You're our guy. But, I mean, they do have that Lowell and our CC and one other guy. So, I mean, I mean, he's going to compete anywhere. And, gosh, pretty much any campus he walks on, he's going to be competing, you know, day one, year one. Right. I mean, if, he, if he's talking Georgia, Florida State, Auburn, now you, you say LSU, anywhere he goes is going to be competi- major competition, other four- and five-star quarterbacks to battle. So that's I mean, because, I mean Auburn, they're bringing – they already have a quarterback committed. So, I mean, what would happen with him? What would happen with Gatewood, number one? Yeah, Gatewood, yeah. Together? And then compete. I mean, I guess if anybody worried me more right now, it might be Auburn. But, I mean, that's also according to how Stidham does this year. Right. You know, if he does get enough to go to the NFL, then you might see something like that. Is he a senior or does he have two years left? 
he has two left, but, you know, basically guaranteed to leave early if he has a big year. Right. Well, we'll probably see Saturday if that's going to be the case because that's a huge test. I have a feeling I already know the answer. Yeah. Whew. All right, man. Well, great start to the season for the dogs. Um, huge, huge. Let's do it, oh baby. That's right, man. Get that media on our side a little bit here, even more. The more you win, the more you get those guys over. Not the hey, winning. Winning changes everything. Any problem exactly. you can think of that we've had, winning a cure. Yeah, absolutely, man. Let's get it done, dogs. All right. Until next week, uh, everybody check out fieldstreetforum.com, fieldstforum.com. All the articles on the front page, latest news, latest in recruiting, uh, interviews and stuff like that will be posted on there as well. Uh, Check out the Classic City Cavern. Check the latest date, and that will be the most up-to-date discussion Good bit more activity here lately. Of course, the game days are the big days where it's going to be uh, tons of activity in in the chat. Um, Check out Field Street Forum, Field SD Forum on Facebook and Twitter. Give me a follow at The Real Dre on most social media. Um, But I don't know, man. Anything else? Let's see. uh, What's the uh, text alert? You remember that right off? Um, it's, I don't know. We'll have to put it out there. <laughs> All right. I, have to go well, well, I don't want to say it, it wrong. On, right. We'll shoot it out on Twitter. But uh, tell you what, man, just everybody check it out this week. Two more days, then we're back at it, watching the dogs play again. Appreciate it, everybody. Thanks, Jason. Everybody stay safe this weekend, and uh, until next week, go dogs. See you. Oh. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.